Hello and welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast, powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted by me, Lisa Bartlett. Thank you so much for joining me yet again this week. Um, As I mentioned on last week's podcast, um, the Light Files podcast is now officially a production of the Lighting Showroom Association. So if you would like to support this podcast, please visit lsamembers.org and click that join now button. If you're not already a member, it'll be worth it, more than worth it. If you're a showroom, everyone else, we work very hard to make it worth it. And it is your support of the independent lighting showroom and what we're doing day in and day out to further the industry that we are all selling goods in is incredibly important. You'll be impressed with the programs we're coming out with this year. And it's something you're going to want to be a part of. So lsamembers.org join now. And thank you so much. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. It means the world. So this week on The Light Files, I want to talk about the concept of The Paradox of Choice, which is a book by the same name written by Barry Schwartz. But I um, encounter the problem of The Paradox of Choice in my showroom all the time. I suspect many of us do. Um, So I wanted to talk a little bit about it and maybe think about how we can be smart, and make some changes to how our showrooms operate to make this paradox of choice easier, not only for us, for our customers, and allow quicker, more, better sales. So let's define a few things. Let's start with defining the paradox of choice. The paradox of choice is an observation that in having many options to choose from, rather than making it happy, making a consumer feel happy because they have all of these choices and can get whatever they want, it actually causes a consumer stress and causes problems in the decision-making process. So the, the goal for us as, you know, distribution, (laughs) as lighting showrooms is to reduce the anxiety for customers and help narrow down their choices um, to provide the best service, the best option without that overwhelming sense of, if I just keep looking, I'll find exactly what I want. It is our job as showrooms to narrow down those choices for our customers to be so, to have this breadth of knowledge that um, spans all of these different manufacturers, all of the different options available, and to really focus that information in for our customers so that we can eliminate some of this frustration and overwhelmingness that they can feel when they visit any of our websites and see that for bathroom lighting, there's literally like 5,000 options. (laughs) Like if I went to my own website and just looked at bathroom vanities, three lights, and I did not filter anything else out, I would probably be overwhelmed within 25 seconds of how many options there are and how could I possibly 
possibly scroll through all of the, uh, these options and find what I want. And I would probably get frustrated and quit. So we're trying to avoid that. <laughs> but this, so this is definitely a real feeling that having too much choice causes stress and anxiety on behalf of our customers. And it is our job as lighting showrooms and as light fixture manufacturers even to help narrow down these choices in a smart and thoughtful way that reduces that tension and makes it easier for customers to make the selection that works for them. And importantly for all of us to make that selection faster, to get there more efficiently, because as you all know, when you're in a, in the showroom with a customer and it takes them the better part of three hours, which happens to make a selection of one dining room chandelier. Um, I totally get where they're coming from and wanting to see all of the options, but those many, many hours are spent on picking one fixture and it can be uh, frustrating. I don't think begins to cover it because, you know, in the meantime, that lighting consultant is getting all these emails from other customers, from colleagues, um, trying to figure out this issue, that, that issue, but they are just so wrapped up in trying to make one selection for one customer because there are so many options that the customer gets overwhelmed at. And they want to start, um, thinking about like, okay, well, I don't want to stop looking now because what if I just looked for another two minutes and I found the perfect fixture? So I don't want to quit now. I, I see there's still many more images loading on this search. So it just becomes this really stagnant place where we just keep scrolling and scrolling and flipping and flipping and we don't quite get to where we want to go because there are so many options available. So having options is a great thing. And I think for lighting showrooms, um, of course, the key here is thoughtful displays of product that sells in your market. And I don't always get it right. You know, I'm the buyer, primary buyer at this point for my showroom. I have a couple of um, great staff members that are coming along as buyers for the store and they do an excellent, excellent job at it. But being a thoughtful, well-rounded buyer who always has in mind, not necessarily what I like, <laughs> but what is going to sell in my market area, I mean, that's a number one important to reducing, to minimizing this paradox of choice. Because then when the customer comes in your showroom, they are so much more likely to find what they want to see on display and they say, boom, that's it, I'm done. And we don't even open up the internet to look at all the other options. That is, in my mind, plan A. <laughs> like that's what we really want to have happen. And this is where I really challenge manufacturers to listen to their showroom customers about what actually sells in their market and what doesn't. I try to be pretty transparent about this information, about what my top lines are. I'll even tell you what my top sellers are from certain lines, only in the service of proving 
this is the kind of product that works for me. What can we do to bring your product on board, but also meet these other needs that I have without being, you know, a me too product. I don't need five of the same version of the same bath vanity that's black with clear glass and a straight bar. Like we don't need five of those on display. Really only need one because it becomes too overwhelming to a customer to see slightly different versions of the same thing. They start to get like, well, well, what's the difference here? What's the point? And we're trying to eliminate that as a concern for our customers. So I really appreciate a manufacturer that will take into account what I'm saying works for me and my customers in my store and the types of customers that shop at my store, because that can impact what you're selling, right? If most of your sales are to a designer in the design community, as opposed to the builder community, it's probably a different product that is important to have on display. And that should always be taken into account by the showroom and the manufacturer alike. And manufacturers need to be a little more forthcoming with the data and the information they have on their end, not only just about their nationwide bestsellers, but their regional bestsellers, even better, the bestsellers into the zip code that my showroom is located in. That's an important piece of information. And if you tell me that product blah, (laughs) whatever it is, has shipped so many units, you know, we've shipped, you know, 30 of these into your zip code in the past year alone. Well, let me, I will be knocking down your door to put that product on display. Guaranteed. If it's that frequent of a mover in my market that, you know, several dozens of households have ordered it. Yeah, I want that on display. I'll probably back it up in warehouse stock too, because I know it's going to sell. So this is important in this eliminating consumer choice in the nice way (laughs) by being really thoughtful about what we have on display and really partnering with one another to get the right products on display and in stock. So that creates more sales. And that's what we're all trying to do. Um, A fixture that just sits on display and nobody ever pays attention to because it is not the right product for my market is a waste of my time, a waste of consumer's time. It's a waste of display space. And quite honestly, it's a waste of the manufacturer's time too, because they probably have another product that would be better suited. So while I fully believe display commitments and committing to keeping product on display for a year or whatever is very important, if it becomes pretty evident that a product just isn't going to turn for you and customers aren't interested at all, I think the sooner we can swap that product out for another product from the same manufacturer that meets a lot of these criteria is super beneficial. And again, the dream scenario is to have the customer walk in, do a lap around the showroom and find exactly what they want from display, place the order, walk out, everything's good. That's the ideal because once you start sitting down in front of a computer and all of the options available online, the level of choice becomes outrageously high And then they start worrying about if I don't keep looking, maybe I won't find exactly what I need. And then you get to this place where you're trying to find a product that just satisfies the customer. 
Um, this word satisfice is pretty new to me, but you all are much smarter than I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> so probably you already know what it means, but I, uh, I recently learned it and I think it's important because what happens is instead of, um, you know, you know, just getting the right product right off the bat, we end up satisficing for our customers. And that's accepting an available option is satisfactory, which is a good thing because the opposite of satisficing is maximizing. And that's maximizing is investing far more time and energy than you need to, to get perfection. So instead of finding perfection, you're just accepting good enough. And that's great. But when the customer has come to this position where they realize that there are so many choices, they feel like they're on the search for perfection, and we have to talk them down from perfection-seeking to satisficing inside the showroom. And that can be a really tricky and difficult conversation to have with a consumer. How do you tell somebody, stop looking for perfect, this is good enough? when they have in their head that we have to find perfect or have failed on my mission. And we don't want anybody to have that experience. We want them to feel like they have found the exact uh, right fixture, fan, you know, um, electrical devices. We want them to feel like they have found the exact right thing for their home and the way they live. So when somebody is on this mission for perfection, it can be really hard to get them to meet you in this point of just taking the acceptable option that's in front of them. So in the LSA, we are working with some very commonplace tools um, to help make these decisions easier for customers. I'm only giving you just the slightest tease here because we are just in the beginning stages of working out um, how to make it easier for customers via technology to take a product and literally visualize it in their home setting and to use that technology to get to the end, which is a sale much, much quicker. So we're working on that as an LSA that will be a benefit available to Lighting Showroom Association members once we get, you know, far enough down the road with the tech and everything. It's 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 a lot, but we'll get there, I, I feel confident. But we have in the meantime to spend a lot of time in the showrooms working through all of the choices available and helping customers select what works for them. And I think the real key here is having the right product on display, the right mix of product and partners who are willing to understand we gave this product a shot. It's not working out. How do we swap that out in a way that works for the showroom, in a way that works for the manufacturer, in a way that keeps product on display and helps eliminate this overwhelmingness of choices that consumers feel when they come into our showrooms. And they probably, honestly, by the time they come into our showrooms already feel overwhelmed. I think the statistics are something in the gosh, 70, 80% of customers. I'm sorry, I didn't research this ahead of time. I did some other research, but um, before um, they come into a showroom, many, 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 the vast proportion of customers have already done some online research into what they want and have an idea in their head of the fixtures they're looking for. 
So they already come into our showrooms probably feeling a touch overwhelmed about all the choices and not quite sure which is the right choice for them, for their home, for their lifestyle. And so then they come to our showrooms and want to have us guide them. And that's absolutely what we're there to do. It's what my lighting consultants are all paid to do. (laughs) And I believe a well-trained lighting consultant and somebody with really great technical expertise and knowledge of our industry and what we're doing every day, they can make that sale happen day in and day out. It's pretty um, straightforward for them. But when you get to this point with a customer that they are so overwhelmed by so much choice, they need to know every little detail about every kind of fan there is so that they can probably end up with the original fan that we recommended to them. Um, it becomes a very time consuming process to, to, to do these sales. And in the meantime of, you know, belaboring a point with customer A, you've missed out on customer B, C, D, and E that you maybe also could have made a sale to, but you were so wrapped up with customer A that you couldn't get to them. So it's just something to think about in your showroom and and beyond, quite honestly, at what point is there too much choice At what point is there too much of the same thing? At what point is there too much me too out there that we really just can't waste any more time and energy on and we really need to focus in on the items that sell for us, the items that work for us? Um, And then, you know, if it's not working, we need to just like cut our losses and move on. So I just think this is a really important conversation to have internally within your own business and also in, in an education, um, standpoint from working with your lighting consultants about, okay, when you get to this, you know, paradox of choice with a customer and they become so overwhelmed, what strategies are you employing to help move them beyond this point where they feel like they have to maximize and just get them to satisfice? So that, uh, and satisficing is not a bad thing, by the way, it's choosing a satisfactory option. This is a good thing. Um, but how do you get to that point from somebody that has just become kind of, uh, really into this idea that they need to find the exact perfect thing. And then it becomes incredibly time consuming and, and a difficult transaction. So I want to uh, kind of close the podcast this week with a quote that I read um, from author Barry Shorts of The Paradox of Choice. And it says, um, the secret to happiness is low expectations. I have a lot of thoughts about that in a lot of ways. I certainly don't want people to come into my business with low expectations. I expect them to have high expectations of us. And I expect us to fully meet and exceed those expectations But in terms of thinking about as a consumer, the secret to happiness being low expectations is really an interesting thing to think about. And I wonder how many people out there in the world do have low expectations and sometimes all of this effort and energy we're putting into them can be lost and not fully appreciated and understood. Um, of course, I also think about this in terms of like uh, relationships. And I would definitely say in like a marriage, 
the secret to happiness is probably low expectations. <laughs> Once you find the right partner and all that fun stuff. Um, I, I think that probably definitely rings true there. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this is not a marriage podcast. We talk about lighting here. Um, I just think these are all really interesting and challenging things to grapple with as a, you know, as a business owner, as a retailer, I think it is really important as we proceed as an industry to think about how important it is to actually show less rather than show more and have that less be the, the less that we're showing, have that be really great product that really resonates with customers and the type of consumers and the type of market I'm in. I would rather show less and have customers come in, find what they want right uh, right away, take it, go, place the order, done. I would rather show less and have that experience rather than show so much that everything becomes bogged down and confusing. And what about this and that? And I've got 25,000 questions now. So just a thought as you move forward in your buying this year, manufacturers, a thought for as you move forward into your designs for 2023 or wherever you are in your design cycle, um, is, is there a point at which it's too much and we need to just really be focused on what we know works for us and, you know, take these areas of the country, take this, take whatever works in the areas of Canada, wherever you're distributing to and think about what are the really key products and styles that we need to focus on instead of doing so much, introducing thousands of SKUs. Maybe we just only do a few hundred, but knock it out of the park and eliminate some of that choice. And honestly, for you lighting showroom buyers like myself, think about this. When we go to a buying market, we do not see everything that manufacturer has available to us to purchase. We only see the new stuff, the stuff they want us to see. And so think about that in your showroom. We don't need to have everything. We just need to have the stuff that we know works for us and works for our customers and the things that lead them to close a sale quicker, more efficiently, and happily. As always, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I appreciate your support of the podcast. Join the conversation. It's incredibly important. And I uh, will talk to you next time. Take care.